Hi, friends. My name is Sandra. Welcome to Fearless Passions, a podcast for change maker who wants to create permanence and positive change in the world. How are you guys today? I'm really excited to be sharing with this podcast with you guys today because I think it is the most important skills I can share with you um, from coaching because the skills can truly make you become fearless. And so I really hope that you listen, really listen into this and take some notes and you might want to listen to this podcast twice. So let's dive right into it. So today we're going to be talking about uncertainty. Because life is always uncertain and you know, we don't know what is going to happen tomorrow and life is full of uncertainty and it changes all the time. And the, really like the only two things that we are certain about is that we are alive right now and someday we are going to die. And the rest of it, like whatever happened in between is completely uncertain and we don't know what happened. That's why I think it's such an important topic to dive into. And so we explore why do we feel scared about uncertainty and what can we do about it? Because as human, we really don't like uncertainty. Uh, We see uncertainty as a danger because if we don't know what is coming, then we can't be prepared for it. Like we scare of it because it feels uncomfortable and because it's unpredictable. Like we could die tomorrow or something bad could happen. And we like our brain wants to know um, what is going to happen so that we can be prepared. Like if something happened and if it's good, then you're not going to like you don't worry about it. Right. Like that's not something that you have to worry about if it's just good. But our brain is generally looking out for danger. Like we are wired that way. So we see uncertainty as danger and we feel scared. When we face uncertainty, all the all of our fears comes up and all of our anxiety and doubt and and all of the negative feelings follows with it. So we try to be in control of everything. We're trying to know everything and predict how things would happen. That's why we like like science, like we like to observe things and predict how things will happen, or we like um, as human, we just just like routine. Like we do, we like doing things in routine because we know exactly how things gonna go. And the same is go with our brain. Um, when we like, it likes some certain like emotions or certain thoughts because it's already know what is going to happen. Um, our brain just naturally loves certainty compared to uncertainty. And how we feel about uncertainty really depends on the scenarios that we imagine uh, would happen. And more importantly, like what are we making those scenarios mean? And when we face with uncertainty, there is always only two options. One that gives into fear and the other gives into faith. Because both faith and fear lies in the what if. What if something good happened tomorrow? What if something bad happened tomorrow and recently i heard from like a friend's um from my friend's podcast the turn on the ac and one of her guests said that when faced with uncertainty choose a path that requires more faith so today i'll be sharing with you a skills that will help you do that to lean more into faith in the face of uncertainty 
Um, so I'll be sharing a bit of my experience with uncertainty so we can follow through and really see how our brain works through this. Um, so I'm an international student. So I've been staying in America for 10 years on my student visa, and I recently graduated last year. So um, my student visa sort of just ended uh, because I graduated, right? So there are a lot of uncertainty that comes after graduation because now it's completely out of my control. Like before, I don't have to ever worry about staying in America or like my visa situation for as long as I stay in school. But now that I'm outside of school, I really have to um, figure out what am I going to do about my visa. And that has to do with a bunch of other things like the governments and all of that. So that is out of my control and that come with a lot of uncertainty. Um, so I was trying to get like a work visa, which most uh, international students do after they graduate. It's called OPT and usually like 90% of people get it, right? But for me... It didn't work out. It fails um, because you know I apply late or stuff happened and um, it it just didn't work out. And so I was trying to figure out like what am I going to do next because I really only have like 30 days before I had to go back to Vietnam. Um, and this was like during the pandemic of last year. So I Vietnam border was not open and I can't fly home and all the fears that also coming up with like what if I have to stay here legally or if I have to fly to another country and what if I get stuck there and what am I going to do after? Like if I really have to go back to Vietnam, like can I go back to Americas and, and all of the scenarios, right, come up um, into my brain. And every single time, like I was trying to process my um, paper to go back into school, like this process is not smooth because there are just a lot of miscommunication between the USCIS, which is like the government who's taking care of all these visa stuff, and me. So um, it just seemed very like simple, but for some reason, it's just never a smooth process for me personally. And every so every single time, like this process has issues, like all of my fear comes up about all these scenarios. And so there is like two factors that we need to pay attention to in this stories. Um, one is the possibility of my visa getting denied. And the second one is my thought about it, right? And the really the reason why I feel scared in this situation is because of the thought that I have about the uncertain future if I don't get my visa and I have to go back to Vietnam. Like it, it's not the possibility of getting my visa denied is scary, but it's my thought about it that really scares me. And this is true for all of us. We are scared of the uncertain future because of the thought that we have about it. Like the story that you tell yourself about what is going to happen, but more importantly, like how you're going to feel when it does. Like the only way I like I would want to know what would happen if my visa got denied is like I want to prepare how to feel like in those situations after, like if, if I'm going to feel like good about it, then like I have nothing to worry about, right? But the reason why I want to know is because I don't want to feel the negative emotions that come with with like the bad scenarios that I, I come up with, like that maybe like was disappointment or failures or anxiety and stuff like that. So truly, I was scared of what's going to happen if I'm going to go back to Vietnam because I don't know how my life is going to turn out 
And I just know for sure is that it won't be the same as it is here in America. And America feels safe because I've just been here for 10 years. And I know I like have a plan of what's going to happen and, you know, like how my life is here. Like I like kind of have to predict of how it's going to go. So I'm not scared. But when I think about Vietnam, like I'm scared because I don't know what is going to happen. So the thought that really create fear for me was I can't handle what happened next if I have to move back to Vietnam. The thought that I can't handle it scares me. It produced the feelings of fear inside my body. But if I think about it, like, you know, it's true. Like, like it's never about what's going to happen because I truly don't know what's going to happen even if I'm in America or I'm in Vietnam. Like, life is uncertain everywhere I go. But the thought that I can't handle it is what scares me. So if I ask my brain, like, what is happen- what's going to happen next? It's giving me all the scenarios that I like that I consider is bad. Um, like I can't handle my family or my family disappointment. I can't I don't know how I will handle like my future career, what I will do if I go back to Vietnam or you know, like my friends in America like not be able seeing them again or you know, breaking up with my boyfriend, um, for not being to be together like I don't know anyone when I go back home I don't know what I'm going to do um all those thoughts come up and that's why I'm scared like I can't handle those things basically like all the things that I use to identify myself with um here is gone plus the extra disappointment of my family um that will go on top of that and the self-doubt that I put on myself but what's scary isn't what is going to happen but what's scary isn't what is going to happen when my visa get denied. Because if getting my visa denied was truly scary, then everyone who get that visa denied would feel the same way I do. But obviously not everybody feel that way, right? Like I have friends who don't care if their visa, if their visa ended. And they're just happy to go home. So those things that I'm scared of, like I think that I was scared of, like my, breaking up with my boyfriends or leaving my friends in America or like don't have a job when I go back home and don't know what to do with my life after or dealing with my family disappointment. All of those things are just circumstances. It doesn't cause my feelings. My emotion changes as my thought changes about these things. Like if I think that yay, it's a new beginning, and I just start again moving back home, I would just feel very differently about it, about the same circumstance. But I felt scared because I was thinking about losing what I have. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to feel in those situations, but I'm sure it's, it's like a negative feeling. So it would come up, and I don't know if I could truly handle that. So what truly scary is how I think I will feel when those things happen and the same goes for any situations that um, our brain comes up with when you know when we start a business or when we start a new relationships um, or building a family because our brain go into the what ifs what if we break up what if um, they cheated on me what if my business doesn't take off what if I go into debt what if my husband or children die um and all those what if doesn't get scary until you think something about it and 
you think how you will feel like terrible when those things happen. So it is not the situation that we are scared of. It is our feeling that we are scared of. We are scared because we are not willing to feel those emotions that will come up. So in the last episode, I taught you guys that we can just change our thoughts when it comes to our feelings, right? Like if we want to change our feeling, all we have to do is change our thoughts on purpose. Um, and yes, that's very true. But like, what if you don't have to feel differently? What if you could feel all of those emotions that come up in those situations? Like when you think about the what if, the scary what if, right? And all those emotion come up and you'll be able to embrace all of them. Because what's more powerful than being able to change your thoughts is the ability and the willingness to feel any emotions. Because if the worst thing that could ever happen to any of us in any situation is an emotion that we'll feel, then we are unstoppable if we are willing to feel any emotions, right? Like, like when we are not yet to be able to change our thoughts to create like a positive feelings or feelings that we want to feel in those situations, what we can do immediately to bring us ease into acknowledging um, and accepting of those situations is acknowledging our feeling and accepting it and be able to say that I am scared but that's okay. Because those things that we are so scared of like could very much happen. And I'm not going to say that it won't sucks when those things happen. Like I can't change my thoughts to saying like, oh, those things are happened for my good yet. Like I haven't, I can't get myself there yet. What I can do is accept it. And being able to accept the feelings built emotional resilience. And emotional resilience is the ultimate shield that you can have to prepare you for any situation that comes up no matter what and all it is is being able to sit with the feeling and feel it all the way through because when we are able to feel any emotions and we know that um when we after we accept those emotions we can change how we want to think and feel like we can always get to choose how we think and feel then there's no need to know what is going to happen in the future it doesn't matter that the future is uncertain because what you can certain be certain of is that you always get to choose how you think and feel. And even if you don't, you are willing to feel any of those emotions because emotions are just sensations in your body. Once you allow yourself to feel it, it will pass. It doesn't harm your body. That's why I believe that developing the skills of being willing to feel any emotion especially the negative emotion like fear and anxiety help us connect and align with god more basically when we are no longer running away from from those feelings we will stop asking god for things that we want to happen in our, in our lives so that we don't have to feel those emotions but instead we can ask god to grow us in all of those things that he put us in because then we can pray for wisdom and knowledge and peace to get us through those situations. Because when God put us through something, it is because it has a purpose in our life. We might not know what it is right now. We might not like it in this moment when it happens. Like all those things that you think are bad and are scared of. But if we know what God knows, we see all things that God see in our future, then we would understand. Then we know that it is all for our good. And so the skill of becoming emotional resilience made us stronger than in our faith. 
it helps us trust God more in our walk to our business, in, in our creative journey, in our relationship, in our lives. It allows God to do what He thinks is best for us. It's allow us to walk into His plan and not our plan. And I think that's why this skill is so powerful to learn. So how do we become emotionally resilient? Emotional resilience is the ability to feel any emotion without reacting, resisting, or avoiding it. It is the willingness to just sit with our emotion and to accept it. And to know that any emotions, negative or positive, are just part of the human experience. And some people that I teach this to um, get afraid that when they allow themselves to feel a negative emotion, that they would never get out of it. And they would just delve into it. Like if they giving into feeling stress or anxiety, then they will forever feel anxiety. But actually, like the opposite of it is true. Like when you resist feeling an emotion, that's when it gets stuck in your subconscious because it cannot pass through you. Um, so you like imagine a positive emotion like like happiness, right? Like the reason why happiness just comes and go is because we allow ourselves to feel it. When we feel happy, we don't stop ourselves from feeling happy. We just allow ourselves to feel happy. That's why happiness come and go very easily. And the same is true for any negative emotions. When we allow ourselves to feel it, our brain no longer fight it. And it, would, it can easily come into our body and pass through our body and will be gone. Like we won't be able to dwell in it. When we say we dwell into negativity um, and the negative emotion is when we don't allow it to pass through. When we don't allow ourselves to feel it. Because we have a brain that is naturally hardwired to run away from these emotions. It sees the emotions of like negative emotion as bad and it doesn't let ourselves feel it. And when we don't let the emotion to be in our body and we run the other way, then it gets stuck. It's like, it's like imagine we are shutting the door on the emotions and then wondering why they never pass through, right? Like it's, it's kind of funny. Um, so... All it is, is to really just learn to sit with your emotions. And I'll be sharing with you the steps on really how to allow your emotions. Because when you learn how to feel all those emotions, you are slowly rewiring your nervous system to not seeing these emotions as a danger or as bad anymore. And when you get used to knowing what those emotions feels like in your body, you will just um, getting more used to it, more comfortable with feeling it and that's that's what it means to develop emotional resilience it's like a muscle that you need to build on daily it doesn't happen just one time but after like a few times or like just more practice of feeling all of these negative emotion you come to recognize in your brain that it is just part of the human experience and you don't have to be scared of it you don't have to run away from it when you feel it you don't react out of it you don't make a decisions out of feeling scared, out of feeling anxious, but instead you just be able to accept and sit and go back to your thinking brain to really see how do you actually want to think and feel in those situations. And this skills is truly the first step before you can even learn how to change your thoughts, right? Like to be able to put it in your prefrontal cortex to process 
um, how you want to deal with the situations. Because in order for us to change our thoughts that causes our negative emotions, we have to know what the thought is. And to know what the thought is, we have to feel the emotion that come with it. But if we keep running away from it, then we will never be able to figure out what our thought is. So we have to learn how to be able to sit with the thoughts and the feelings that comes up in, in our body to be able to process this. So how do you allow an emotions? The first step is to create a space of non-judgment for your emotions. You don't judge your emotion as like bad or it's not supposed to be there, right? Like you just see like, okay, you close your eyes and you say, okay, I feel scared right now. And that's okay. And the second step is not to wish for the emotion to go away. Because sometimes I feel like I notice myself feeling scared and I'm just like, well, I'm feeling scared and I know I'm supposed to like allow the emotions, but like why like why is it staying so long like it's been like three hours or like a day and it still doesn't go away um is because i'm having the thought of wishing it going away faster and that is avoiding or resisting the emotions and the more you do that you're not truly allowing the emotion to stay with you um and that's why it stayed for like a couple hours right so first step is to create a non-judgment space for your emotions second step is to don't wish for the emotion to go away. The third step is to, to close your eyes and feel the emotions in your body. Like physically describe it. Like is it heavy or light? Where is it in your body? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your shoulder? Is it in your feet? How does it feel? Does it feel like tingly? And, or like is it fast or is it slow? Does it have a colors? Is it black or is it red? Or is it just blue? What is it? Everyone feels these emotions a little bit differently. So knowing what anxiety or fear feel like in your body helps you be able to name your emotions. And that's the fifth step is to name it, to call it out, to be to acknowledge the emotions, right? And then the sixth step is just to breathe in and breathe out slowly like that for about three to five minutes. It's like letting the emotion just come in and come out of your body like a wave in and out. And that's the six steps to allowing your emotions. First, create a space of non-judgment for it. Second is you don't wish it to go away. Three, close your eyes and feel the emotions in your body. Four, physically describe it. Five, name your emotion. And six, breathe in and breathe out slowly like a wave for three to five minutes and repeat it every single time you feel a negative emotions and that's it that's the end of learning how to allow your emotions and the more you practice doing this the more emotionally resilient you're going to become and some of my friends like from church um they see these emotion as and as the enemy playing tricks on us right like like they call it the spiritual warfare and it's it's natural to hate your enemy right but i think it's so fascinating because god gave this um image to me that you know when you're going against your enemy the best weapon to go against them is love like the enemy cannot hurt you when you just use love against them love is your ultimate weapon and that is what allowing your emotion is it's require you 
to love the emotions that comes in and be able to accept and acknowledge them, to let them be in your body. Love is having compassion and just genuine curiosity to sit down with these emotions, the enemy, and having a conversation with it. And this is what all allowing emotion is. It takes compassion and love and curiosity to be able to do that. And when you truly learn how to do this, no enemy can ever defeat you. Like truly no emotion can hurt you when you allow yourself to feel it. And that's why I think this is super important to learn. I would love to teach you guys on how to do this to like a one-on-one session um, if you want to do it with me. So just hit me up through Instagram or email and we set up a call and we can go through this exercise together, um, figuring out what your fear is and learning how to process the emotion. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment down below uh, if you enjoy it. Thank you and I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.